Welcome to the Chaos to Clarity Show, where we help entrepreneurs unlock the next level of growth. I'm your host, Gary, CEO and co-founder of Whale, an online knowledge sharing and training platform for SMBs. In this show, we focus on actionable advice to 10x your business in just 10 minutes with been there, done that experts from across the globe. So welcome everyone. With me on the show today is Mathilda Jacobson. Uh, hi Mathilda, how are you doing today? Hello and uh, thank you for inviting me. I'm doing very well, thanks. Great, all right. So Mathilda, how about, uh, for starters, you give everyone some context about who you are, what you do, um, what your business is all about, what problems you solve. Yes, uh, so I founded Freshland back in 2016, and uh, Freshland is a digital platform that allows farmers to upload their products uh, while it's actually still on the tree and in the fields, um, and then sell directly to consumers. And it works in a way where customers go and place their order, then the order is passed on to the farmer, the farmer goes and harvests, and then the products are shipped directly to the customer, and all this happens within one week of a cycle. Um, so, wow. uh, yes, yeah, <laughs> so we amazing. follow the season and everything is super fresh and uh, organic or natural. That's great. Um, and, awesome. uh, and we started with my father-in-law, who is an orange farmer, and uh, grew the business. And today we are delivering to, uh, we're delivering around 50,000 boxes every, every month uh, in Sweden and Denmark. And uh, we also have a small presence in Netherlands, Belgium, but we are a bit on summer holidays uh, in those <laughs> markets at the moment. <laughs> okay, awesome, great, thank you. Um, so as you know, Mathilda, we like to invite our guests over to talk about like one golden nugget or one learning you've gone through that you wished you had known about beforehand. Uh, what, what's that one element you wanna share with our audience today? So I would like to share with the, your, with our audience about how you build an agile organization, an agile company. Um, and this is also in the perspective that we are facing a very different economic environment today than we were just half a year or a year ago. Uh, and how do you build a striving organization in that context? All right, perfect. Well, you mentioned just before we started a recording that your your business went through like high growth and then this economic down, downturn happened. So I'm very curious to learn how you managed to um, well, well, keep your business on the right track. So uh, as you know, we like to focus on very actionable insights so our audience can actually pick up on some of the things that you've learned and, and perhaps either anticipate or uh, use some of these tips uh, to help them in, the, in their own organization. So in, in a couple of points, could you tell us some of these tips or some steps in achieving uh, or remaining an agile company while uh, facing like uh, specific challenges? Yes. Um, so just to set a bit the context, uh, during COVID, uh, companies like Freshland experienced hypergrowth. Uh, and what is hypergrowth? That is like uh, a quadrupling of the sales months over months. And uh, in 2020, we had uh, a 13x growth in sales to the business to consumer segment. So that is hypergrowth. And when you are in a, a growth environment like that, you kind of get used to it. Uh, you expect that the growth will just continue and it did continue for a very long time. Uh, but we also saw that uh, 
a lot of companies now in the in post covid uh, i hope it is post covid now mm-hmm. but uh, but uh, that there's been a, a, a slow uh, yeah a slow down uh, a stop in uh, maybe i just rephrase it mm-hmm. <laughs> so now post covid we can see that there has been a slowdown in uh, the market especially for ecom and uh, this is of course affecting a lot of companies that during covid were upgrading their staff upgrading their warehouses and investing a lot of, a lot of fixed costs and we were one of them and uh, one of the learnings i want to share with you is that when you uh, i when you are a hyper growth startup uh, you may not be preparing for uh the downturn but you actually should prepare for it because hyper growth is not a natural growth uh so you need you should prepare for a change uh as rapidly as covid came as rapidly uh it can change the other way and uh, how do you do that uh first of all you need to uh, keep as many costs flexible or variable as possible and as little as possible fixed cost and to give you an example uh what we did during our growth journey was that we hired a lot of people. We were hiring five new people every month. And uh, at the peak, we were 50 people. And uh, that's a lot of fixed costs because you cannot get, get rid of 50 people from one day to the other. And uh, at some point, we experienced uh, that sales uh, started uh, to drop. And uh, that was uh, mainly because people that used to buy our products were now back in the offices and they mm-hmm. were out traveling and so on. So all so the subscriptions they had with us would be put on pause and put on hold. And that would naturally uh, decrease our sales. Mm-hmm. But we had built an organization with the expectation that this growth would just continue. And when suddenly it flattens out and it also starts decreasing a bit, then you start having more costs and you actually have sales and Mm -hmm. then it's not a sustainable business. Um, So uh, yeah, my advice is to be prepared for uh, a changing environment, especially in these times with war in Ukraine and increasing fuel prices, increasing inflation. There's a lot of pressure on the profitability on businesses. So you need to be very wise about what engagements you do. For instance, if you, rent a new office, make sure that you're going into an office uh, where you can also get out of the contract mm. as fast as you got into it. Or if you are leasing a car, rather lease it than buying a car. Or if you are renting a warehouse, see if you can get monthly rent rental agreements instead of uh, committing for two years. Because in that way, you can be flexible and you can uh, yeah, downgrade and upgrade with your growth uh, and with the market. Another example could be about your staff. Uh, what we did uh, was that we outsourced our customer service before we had 20 people in customer service. And uh, that was quite a, a big part of our team because we had that in-house. And uh, when we saw uh, we had uh, some uh, people that were quitting, uh, it was kind of a chain effect because one person quit the leader of that department mm. and then uh, more people followed suit and that was uh, actually an opportunity in disguise because suddenly we had the opportunity to outsource that department and thereby converting it to a variable cost instead Mm. of having it as a fixed cost in the team Um, so it's very important to be open to those opportunities and not be too locked in a in a traditional uh, setup uh, for an organization 
it can also be that if you have uh, people in marketing that do digital ads, for instance, those uh, you can also outsource and have um, agencies or freelancers uh, doing it because it's not really a, a full-time job. It's more a, yeah, a service you pay for, you pay for the setup, and then you pay for the management and the reporting, but you can easily save a lot of cost by, um, by outsourcing that. And it could also be in relation to your uh, tech team. Instead of having an expensive tech team in-house, you can also outsource that to freelancers. And in that way, whenever you need to contract because the market is contracting, you can also reduce your cost and that in that way be more agile to uh, adapt your organization uh, to your income. Um, and to give an example with, uh, with Freshland, uh, we actually went from 50 people to uh, just nine people. And uh, <laughs> that wow. uh, wasn't an easy uh, ride, but uh, we had to do it because we have not raised any funding so far. Um, mm. uh, and that's a whole nother discussion, this thing of the funding. But um, sometimes you need to plan for the worst and then it's important to have an agile organization. Okay, oh, that, that, that sounds that sounds like very good tips. I, I'm curious to ask if during your high growth period and uh, the period you're going through now, um, has there been a change in focus with regards to growth, by which I mean, like, are you now more focused on profitability within your business, whereas during high growth, it's often about just growth, growth, growth at any cost? Has there been, been any shifts uh, on that level within your organization? Yes, uh, for a long time, we thought we were going to rate, uh, raise uh, growth capital, uh, but the whole market around growth capital and valuations has changed a lot. So we are not counting on that. We might still do it, but we are not counting on it. So we need to be profitable in the company itself. Okay, great. Well, um, this was absolutely, I think, very relevant for what we're going through. I'd like to maybe recap quickly what, what I've learned and hopefully others have learned from, from your, um, your golden nugget here. So if you're looking to remain agile uh, when a company is in high growth or just uh, anticipating things like we're going through with war and, and diseases, um, there, there's five things I've uh, gotten from um from your talk here, Mathilda, one is prepare for that change in environment. I mean, we can obviously not know what's um, what's going to be around the corner, but just preparing for uh, things that can change um, is, is probably step one. Um, I think that the most important one you share is keep your costs flexible and variable and, and avoid um, getting too deep with fixed costs because that will uh, allow you to not be as agile as um, as you've been. Um, looking into your contracts that allow for that flexibility is definitely one of, one of this, those tips. Um, I think always makes sense. Make sure that um, there is a way for you to, with your vendors, uh, to downsize in, within your contracts or um, have enough flexibility to anticipate these these downturns. Um, outsource where possible is also something I've, I've heard you say. Um, definitely an interesting uh, way to look at well staff um, depending on what kind of personnel you need I think it, it, it makes it easier in some teams to outsource than in others uh, but it's definitely a good way for you to uh, remain very flexible in that 
place and then plan for the worst was the last thing you shared. Um, <laughs> I, I, I think oh. while, while being pessimistic, I think it's just sound advice. I mean, be prepared for things that could go wrong, uh, could be mm -hmm. external factors, could be internal factors, but just like have a, a plan for you to uh, follow in that case is, uh, is sound advice. Um, this was great, Mathilda. Uh, thank you so much for uh, for being on the show. Um, I wish you well with uh, with uh, Freshland. Uh, I'm definitely checking it out in Belgium. I hadn't heard about it before, but uh, I love the concept. So uh, you'll probably have one more customer soon. Thank you. All right. Bye, Mathilda. Bye. If you love the show, please pass it on or go to iTunes to leave a review to help other founders unlock growth in their business. For more resources, go to usewhale.io. Until next time.